0: So today we want to speak, you, speak to you on, to, on about the seven levels of glory. Hallelujah. The title for the word that the Holy Spirit gave is seven levels of glory. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and the 18th verse. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass or a mirror. The glory of the Lord are changed into same image. From glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. It is the glory of God that will change us. It is the glory of God that makes us walk like Jesus here on earth. Just as He is, so are we in the world. It is the glory of God that makes us different from the nations of the world. The Bible says the whole world lies in darkness. But the glory of God is upon you. When the world... Never think that the times that we are living in are easy. The time, the perilous times the Bible says. Difficult times. But the Bible says what differentiates between us and the people of the world is the glory of Yahweh. The glory of God will be seen upon you. This morning, I'm not coming with another message it is about to be a glorious people. It is to be about a people who have experienced firsthand the glory of God. It is like Peter, James, and John took it to the mountain of transfiguration and they saw the transfigured Jesus and they saw the glory. And the Bible says they said, Let's put three houses here one for Elijah, one for Moses, one for Jesus. Let's stay here. In other words, when they saw the glory, they forget about the world. They forget about their wives, their families. It was all about Jesus. We need to come a first-hand experience when we see the glory. It is no longer about what's happening in the world. It's about what's happening in the kingdom. What's happening with Jesus? What the Lord is speaking right now? It is about the desire and the passion. Hallelujah. To move. Hallelujah. In the spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It's a realm of the spirit that every Christian is called to walk into. Verse 17 says, The Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is there, there is liberty like we are experiencing right now. But we all with open face, beholding as in a glass, the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as the spirit of the Lord. The Bible says that God is a God of glory. Just as Father, Son and the Holy Spirit is triune. Just as spirit, soul and body, man is triune. Man is a spirit who has a soul who lives in a body. Just as the devil is triune, devil, antichrist and the false prophet. Just as everything is in triune, you have the glory of God also when we study it, it's triune. The Hebrew word, When we learn, has different meanings to that word glory. It's like a triangle. So, God's glory is triune. It's like a triangle. So, let's understand that. The first word in the Hebrew that is spoken of glory is something called the Bible calls the Shekinah. There's a Shekinah glory, or a Shekinah glory. The Shekinah glory. Speaking about the manifested presence of God. Bible says when the children of Israel left Egypt, the glory of the Lord stood like a cloud above them. At night, a pillar of fire. On day, a pillar of cloud. The Bible says the manna that needed daily were given. The glory was visible. It's a manifested. All the nations could see the glory of God filling God's people. There is a realm in the spirit that you can connect to especially through worship hallelujah the realm in the spirit where you can move or walk in the manifested glory of god there is the tangible presence of god which is visible upon your life the bible says it was so visible that the nations were afraid because the presence of god covered them in this time of covid 19 the glory and the Shekinah presence be that that one covers your life and your family and your body and all that you have. Let the manifested glory be upon it and be seen over it. Hallelujah. That the enemy will be, hallelujah, away from your life. Hallelujah. That the enemy will recognize that you are in a zone, a realm of God's glory. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit makes this presence of God real for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We know the sun is nearly 93 million miles away. And 1 Timothy chapter 6 says that God dwells in unapproachable light. Unapproachable light. When you experience the light of the sun, that is 93 million miles away, the mid-noon you feel extremely hot as though you were burning and you step into your house. God who dwells in the unapproachable light comes down in a compressed form in a level that you can experience and bear. Hallelujah. When he comes into your spirit and experience in your body, hallelujah, there is a, there is a way the spirit of God makes him in a way that he can live in a human body. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That is the Shekiniah glory of God. Hallelujah. If it is not the Spirit of God that helps us, we will not be able to withstand it. Just imagine having the sun inside of your heart. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some of us read the scriptures and just go by. The glory of God. The one who is Greater than the sun of the midnoon is living in a human heart through the spirit. Amen. Hallelujah. Powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. That's just a glimpse of the glory of God. Bible says he's called the consuming fire. The light, the presence that even can burn down a house. But the one, the glory of God came upon the Ark of the Covenant and the children of Israel went to battle. The Bible says they had to keep the Ark there and the victory was certain. As long as the glory was there, the enemies would be shattered and destroyed. The light of the presence kept the enemy away. Bible says when Moses beheld the glory, he reflected his glory. A brilliant radiance, a shining forth glory, was revealed. Hallelujah! When Moses looked at his glory, the Bible says he reflected face. He reflected the glory, and his face began to brighten up and shine. It was glowing, just like that. We are the reflections of God's glory. There is a word in English called a few glints. Which means a brilliant radiance, a shining forth of glo- God's glory. Yeah, the effulgence of God's glory, Amen. a shining forth, a brilliant radiance. That's what inside of us. Hallelujah. There is a brilliance in the glory of God. When the Shekinah glory, there is a brilliance, there is a radiance, a shining forth. Hallelujah. effugents of God's glory, the effugents, hallelujah, not effugents, effugents, effugents of the glory of God, hallelujah, in Isaiah chapter 4, verse 4 and 5, you can read it, it says, when the Lord shall have washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion, And shall have purged the blood of Jerusalem from the midst thereof by the spirit of judgment. And by the spirit of burning. And the Lord will create upon every dwelling place of Mount Zion. And upon our assemblies a cloud and a smoke by day and the shining of a flame fire by night. For upon all the glory shall be a defense. The Bible says the glory of God shall be a defense. The Shekinah glory of God shall defend you shall protect you. The spirit of, it's all starting when the Bible says that the spirit of burning is revealed. The glory of God first consumes the uncleanness inside of you. When the spirit of God is at work, it, it works in you. It takes away that which is not of the Lord away from you. When the glory of God comes upon you, everything unclean and undefiled will leave your life. Hallelujah. Sometimes the one who is washed by the blood of Jesus tends to walk back into uncleanness because he does not know the Holy Spirit is at work. But the encounter with the Holy Spirit of burning, hallelujah, the fire of God comes within you and it cleanses you. You will immediately know there is a level of consecration that the Spirit of God takes you to have. Hallelujah. And immediately there, You will also know He's your defense. With the spirit of burning, He knows that God is your defense. The first thing that He's going to do today, that He's going to take your home into, hallelujah, houses of consecration. He's going to take your houses as a level of consecration. Not being defiled by the things of the world and the corruption of the flesh. He's going to take you, hallelujah, by the spirit of glory into a level of consecration. And then the Bible says, you will know that that He's a defense. Lift your hands and say, The Lord is my defense. The Lord is my defense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The law, Bible says, the glory of God will come into your dwelling place as the Lord created upon every dwelling place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When the children of Israel were in Egypt, ten plagues were sent. None of them could touch the children of Israel they were covered by the presence of God the first level you will feel the glory of God the tangible Shekinaya presence of God covers them even as you are watching this morning I pray that the Shekinaya presence of the spirit will move through this camera will, the same presence that is on, on the stage will move into your houses hallelujah praise God Will flow forth into your presence. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And you will feel. Hallelujah. That the glory is filling you. Hallelujah. There was a testimony that came. In the nation of Africa. Pastor was sharing that. He said. It's about a pastor. Who was meditating and studying on the glory of God. And the Lord gave him. From the book of Isaiah chapter chapter 4 and verse 4 to 5. And he had traveled somewhere in Africa and was coming back. And the thief stopped the car. And pointed a gun towards him and asked him to give everything that he had. And he gave everything that he had. And they started shooting at him. But the Bible says. He. Pardon me. He. Confessed what the Bible said in Isaiah chapter 4. He says, the glory of God is my defense. And none of the bullets that were shot at him came and touched him. He was protected up from the bullets that were shot at him. Because he said, the glory of God is my defense. When you have the revelation of the glory of God, no matter who shoots at you, no matter what arrows send across to your life, it will not prevail, it will not, hallelujah, touch you. Because the glory of God is your regard, the glory of God is your defense. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. They began to shoot. One, two, three, four, five, six. No impact. Then they thought something is wrong with the bullets. They shot it to the ground. One, two, three, four, five, six. It all pierced into the ground, and they said something is wrong. Then they took a knife and said, Let's cut him into pieces. So they took the knife, a huge sword, to cut him off. And then again he closed his eyes and said, The glory of God is my defense. And when he opened the eyes, he was standing in front of his own church. The glory of God transported him from the thieves. To the church, my brother, my sister, this is the Shekhaniah power of God's glory. It will transport you, some of you here, hallelujah, from the transport you from danger. Oh, into a safe place because of this glory is your defense. Hallelujah. This is not a made up story. Let these be the experiences. And let these experiences of the Lord's word be manifested in our lives. In the name of Jesus. It's a realm. In the spirit that you need to move in. And you move in through worship. That's why worship is so important. It's not important just to listen to the word. You God, get into this realm of worship. Glory through worship. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That's why we sing songs like. You are my hiding place. You always fill my heart with songs of deliverance whenever I am afraid. And I will trust in you, and I will trust in you. Let the weak say, I am strong in the strength and of my Lord. Hallelujah. He hides you. Bible says, he who watches Israel, neither slumbers, nor sleeps. So the first realm of the glory of God or the bottom level of the triangle it is the Shekinah. Everybody says Shekinah or Shekinah. You as a Christian should see yourself in this glory. See yourself walking in this glory. Carrying and manifesting this glory of God in every area. You have to be conscious that you are the glory of God. You have to be conscious. You are called to reflect the brilliance of this glory. And the first level is the manifested presence. Everybody said the manifested presence. But that's not enough. Another realm of God's glory is something called the doxa. It means heavyweight. In school we see heavyweight champion or short-put champions. It's a heavyweight. Similarly when the glory of God is given to children of God as a weight. Something heavy. Or it is called so. It's not just outside of you. The weight of glory is inside of you. Hallelujah. That's what we want to know. The glory of God is inside of you. We who behold the mirror see the glory. When you behold the mirror, the glass, the word of God, who do you see? You see yourself. But God says you see the glory of God. So when you look at the word of God, you see yourself as the glory of God. Not carrying the weight of the world, you see a heavyweight. You see yourself as a normal person with limitations in your life because we don't see the glory of God. We don't see ourselves as the heavyweight. We don't see... That this our glory in us. Amen. Bible says in Hebrews, Jesus is the express image of His glory. But two Corinthians three seventeen and eighteen says, "We who behold, when we meditate, when we behold the Word, the same glory of Jesus is radiating in its brilliance on a human body." Oh, hallelujah. What's radiating in you? What's reflecting your life? Is the brilliance of God's glory. I pray as a church we will move from an ordinary level into a brilliant level, into a level of brilliance. Hallelujah. In every area of our life. Brilliance in our church. Brilliance in our worship. Brilliance in our marriage. Brilliance in our finances. Brilliance in our talking. Brilliance in our prayer life. Come on. Brilliance in our clapping. Brilliance in our obedience. Let there be a brilliance. Hallelujah. Through the glory of Jesus Christ. If you somebody believe it, lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost for some time. Hallelujah. The weight of God's glory is inside. A glory that can be carried within. Christ in you. You became a glory carrier. You're not made it. You're not made to carry the burdens of the world. You're made to carry the weight of God's glory. The radiance. Hallelujah. That means to cover, overspread, to flood with the glory of God, inundate with the glory of God. Hallelujah. The Father in heaven has deposited his nature his DNA within you as his glory you are the glory his nature God's nature Christ's nature the same glory is inside your spirit just to radiate outside you know that how powerful your spirit man is For example. You heard of Bill Gates. Imagine Bill Gates is the glory of God. For a minute. The heavyweight, the glory of God. It's a made up story for you to understand. You have just heard of him. You don't really know what kind of person he is. You heard. Imagine that you got, get an opportunity to see him and a day to spend with him. Then you realize he is not the person on the camera or the book that you have read about him. You thought he was a generous, but after spending time with him, you you realize he's a stingy person. Bill Gates is not like that, just an example. You spend some time and suddenly he's not what he thought he is. He's rude. When you go to his house, you see him physically abusing his wife and children. Maybe you intended to marry Bill Gates and want to date with him after having uh, having the burger, Instead of he paying you the bill, the billionaire asking you to pay the bill. Then you began to think, is, really, is this really the Bill Gates? Because externally what you knew about him is not the really the substance of who he is. Now when you understand the Shekinah glory of God, there is light, there is brightness, there is outside that you are seeing. Or in the past, in the Catholic Church, you will see light on the backs of the saints. What was that for? It was representing the glory. So, deep inside, there is the outside. Just like you heard about the Bill Gates, you heard about God. The outside glory, the outside part of it. That's what Moses prayed for in Exodus chapter 33 14 It says and he said my presence shall go with you and I will give you rest he said Lord unless your presence go with me don't send me from here and the Lord said my presence shall go with you and you will have rest because of God's presence has rest But that was the Shekinah glory God promises his presence is Shekinah his glory is manifested presence to go with you but in Exodus chapter 33 18 Moses made another prayer. He said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Ah, yeah, yeah. Show me thy glory. Ah, yeah, yeah. Show me thy glory. Ah, yeah, yeah. When he experienced the presence, he said, I don't want to stay in this level. I want to move into another level. Hallelujah. In the spirit, show me thy glory. Or oh, even I'm saying that, I feel a tangible presence moving forth. Oh, in its knowing, show me thy glory. Show me thy glory. Your nature, your substance of who you are. I don't just want to know from the outside, I just don't want to feel it from the outside. I want you to know who you really are. Oh, come on, son. I know you are light. I know you're. The King now will burn the enemies down. I know when I come under the presence I feel holy I feel consecrated but I want to really know who you really are Hallelujah Sometimes when we minister in the power of God's glory we see that we know God's glory we know it flowing through the camera but that's not enough for the people who are ministering they need to go back home and to personally intimately know who this God is that's doxa I want to know the doxa, that is the nature of God that is in me. I want to reflect in its all its glory and brilliance, the nature of God. And God replied, look at the answer of God. He said, I will make all my goodness pass over thee. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee. And I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And I will show mercy to whom I will show mercy. God is speaking about His nature, gracious. He said, number one, His nature is full of grace. And that the glory of God, that the doxa of God, let the weight come upon you in a way that you experience His mercy and glory. Hallelujah! May it hallelujah, reveal forth and reflect forth in his life that you will know he's a merciful God. Not by theology, not by letter, but by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah! What a merciful when you say the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies then ever come to an end. It is new every morning and greatest thy faithfulness. It's 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 a it's a knowledge. It's an experience. It's a knowing. You've tasted him. You have tasted His grace. Lift your hand and say, I receive the graciousness of God. Oh, I feel God's presence all over me. I, especially, more than anything, I, I feel Him in my hand, just flowing through my hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you. Exodus chapter 34, 6 says, His nature. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed the Lord God is merciful, merciful, and gracious, long-suffering and abound, abundant in goodness and truth. Six aspects are mentioned here: merciful, gracious. This morning we receive grace upon grace. The Bible says. To Zerubbabel, the Lord revealed him as grace. That leveled the mountains. There were no mountain that was taller than him. Every mountain, every problem came level. Hallelujah. Under him. Hallelujah. Certain demonic problems will come under you. When you say grace, grace. It became plain. Big issues became plain by the grace of God. We need that grace was merciful where you feel accepted in the Lord where you feel highly favored that word accepted means highly favored you feel highly favored not because of anything but because of his mercy what did I do Lord to, for this kind of favor to receive mercy 30 is long suffering abundant in goodness and truth long suffering is patient with you is gracious speaking up of generosity he liberally gives you grace he's all this he's good Bible says his goodness that leads us to repentance his truth is the truth of God's word that keeps us from falling that keeps us stable and steady. Strong and powerful. So all these six characteristics are there. Look at Paul when he experienced grace in Galatians 1.24. He says, And they glorified God in me. And they seeing that what has happened to a man who was killing the Christians. Persecuting Jesus. When they saw the grace of God in me. The previous verses. grace of God in me. They could not do anything else. They glorified God in me. Hallelujah. I pray that some people who will look at your life and will glorify God in you. Hallelujah. Because the Lord called him by his grace. The Holy Spirit is telling someone tonight, morning, you've gone far away from the Lord but he's gracious to you. God will reveal His glory within you in a way that will amaze others. The glory of God is coming over you like a way, the revealing inside of you, like a way to feel the glory. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you glory. We give you honor. Hallelujah. The Bible says He's long suffering. He'll endure you. He's merciful. He's trustworthy. Which means He's a God who keeps His covenant with you. That's the truth. He's not going to go. He's trustworthy. Even sometimes when we fall, He keeps the part of His covenant. He's faithful. He'll keep his hand. He said, Lord, he's saying, you can trust me. I'm a God of integrity. I don't change my mind about you. Oh, come on, somebody. He's faithful towards you because he doesn't change your mind about his plans over you. The Lord is telling someone, he has not changed his mind over your life. Many want the Shekinah, but they don't want the nature. Many walk in the church in the Shekinah. That's why they're called Sunday, Friday Christians. Because when the Sunday and coming, they, 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 they they'll enjoy the prices. They'll clap their hands, they dance. They don't know what? The, I mean, it's all good. But when you go, whether you know the doxa, depends upon what you are in Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you have the doxa, you will reflect the nature of Jesus. The glory that made Saul a persecuted Christian to Paul, the glory, the doxa, which he deposited within you and make you into the nature of Christ. It reflects the brilliance of Christ through you. That's why Christian life has a weight. You don't live weightless. When you are fearful, it's weightless. When you are worrying, it's weightless. When you're unclean, it's weightless. When you're doubting, it's weightless. When you create a part of a disunited club, you're weightless. But when you say how wonderful it is brothers and dwell sisters, dwell together in unity, it's weight. When you say all oh, things are possible to those who believe it, it's weight. When you say have faith in God, if you say to the mountain, it will go, it's weight. Hallelujah! Nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Wait! There is a knowing inside, the nature of God. Christian life is a weight, keeping mercy in Exodus chapter 34 and the seventh verse. Some of you are feeling the impartation of faith. Hallelujah! Even this very word is bringing certain knowing inside of you, like a revelation. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin that by will no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, upon the children's children, unto a third and to the fourth generation. But he says, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity. Look at the nature of God. He's a God who forgives. In your Christian life, when this doxa, the glory of God enters you, is revealed, you can forgive because the forgiven nature of God, you've experienced forgiveness. And this nature of God is one of forgiveness. You cannot keep unforgiveness inside. When you understand the nature, every unforgiveness melts away. Every anger melts away. Every wrong decision melts away. Oh, hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Sometimes when we say God is in control, I think it's overrated, that word. Because... How can God be in control when you are not forgiving? When you are making a wrong decision, how can you say God is in control? It's people's choices that are controlling them. Hallelujah. When somebody is putting uh, the plane down, shooting the, a terrorist is shooting the plane down can okay, you say God is in control? Hallelujah. But what I can say is, when you are under the doxer glory, you are in God's control. Oh, come on somebody. Hallelujah. Praise God. You are walking in the nature and in the will of God. Amen. That's what it means. Hallelujah. That's why the doxa is so important. Amen. Are you getting this, church? When the doxa is revealed in you, you can forgive your mom-in-law, you can forgive your husband, you can forgive people around you, you can forgive other believers, you can forgive pastors. Why? Because the nature of God is what's in you. You see the glory. But then, once it enters your heart, it makes you in a. It makes you to walk in the nature of Christ. Hallelujah. When the nature of God, Bible says, the God of justice. On one side, God is love. On the other side, God is justice. He balances it both. Because he loves, he shows mercy. He's long-suffering. He's ready to forgive. If you repent, you will experience the glory of God. On the other side, is that there is a day of justice where we will have all have to stand. When the nature of God, Doctor, comes and revealed in your life, you will do justice. You will not cheat or deceive people. You will be like your daddy. Hallelujah. When this doxa come in, you reflect the father God. Hallelujah. You shall be like your father. Just as God keeps his covenant, you will be keeping your covenant with your wife. You will not just, one day you feel like marrying her, another day you feel like divorcing her. No, you can't do it. Somebody watching, and getting this revelation suddenly you will feel like a like a big anger against your spouse is leaving your life Hallelujah a big storm is being calmed why Because when this doctor come in, we cannot storm somebody. You will not be a storm. <laughs> Destroy somebody. The nature of God. The first word for glory is outwardly. This is glory within. Hallelujah. One day is the Shekinah, other is the doctor. The morning. Hallelujah. This morning, open your mouth and declare, Lord Jesus, Jesus. I need the revelation of both I need both to come into my heart amen the third level in the triangle is his greatness his splendor his power that's where miracles happen oh yeah yeah that's where the power is happening that's where the power power level there is a place in the spirit there is the power level that is where the Bible says I will not share my glory with another I will take the full credit Jesus taught his disciples to pray Our Father who art in heaven Hallowed be thy name That's why he is hallowed There is a fear of God There is majestic, there is glory It's attached to God's reputation Hallelujah That's why we say let your name be glorified That's where we cannot keep Jesus with other gods We cannot keep Jesus with anything In the same level as anybody Yeah, yeah, yeah Because he's glorious He's powerful is splendorous my god it is after you lift up his name and honor his name and hallow his name his kingdom will come when you have a reverence towards his name like that you move in a dimension of god's power oh hallelujah you pray for a paralytic man. His body will begin to move. Come on somebody. Somebody who has problem in your bodies. This morning I pray to move. Randa Nas Oh, your body to move, hallelujah, when well, it is immovable to move in the name of Jesus. And oh, we give you praise, we give you glory. It is when the demonstration of God's power, hallelujah, oh, Rabana, Rabba, sandara, botere, becomes a possibility. Glory to God. Every lack in your body, every sickness in your body, oh, be broken, be caught, hallelujah, and destroyed in the name of the Lord. I catch it. I destroyed under our feet. I removed that area out of your life. In the name of the Lord. Oh hallelujah. The power of God. John 17 verse 1. Jesus replied. Or prayed. Glorify your son. That your son might glorify you. Or to lift up his name. Why does glorify you and lift you up comes or why does the Lord said Lord glorify your son and then he said son glorify your son that your son might glorify you the son might glorify you in order to lift the Lord up we need to glorify him To give him glory. Only then he's lifted up. When it's all about you, he's not lifted up. That's why when we minister together, only one thing to lift him up. Every other agenda goes down on the on on, goes away into the into into the into the drain. Only thing is to glorify the Lord. Because when he is lifted up, he's drawn all men unto him. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, help us to glorify you. all the days of our lives. John 17:1, he says, These words spoke Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, thou art has come, glorify thy son, that the son may also glorify thee. Sometimes we want some glory. when this power comes in you you will only glorify the Lord Hallelujah you have to ask the Lord fill me with your presence your glory that we will glorify you Lord Hallelujah that's what the Lord was praying just as Jesus glorified the Father the Father glorified the Son give us this glory that we will glorify Jesus Want God to bless our business, but then we won't give Him our tithe. We want God to do great things in our family and our home, but we don't lift Him up in our family or publicly confess Him. There's something wrong. Bible says, Glorify thy Son, that the Son may also glorify thee. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! we need to glorify him we need to lift him up hallelujah blessed be the name of the Lord he doesn't share it when God does something in our lives we want to honor him we want to lift him up wherever possible stations we get stages we get we have to tell with nothing nothing but by the Lord but by the Lord But by the Lord. Only then you are lifting him up. Only then you are honoring him. Hallelujah. So, what's the price for that? Do not forget it. What's the price? There is a price. To move in this extraordinary power of God, to move in this kind of levels of glory. 1 corinthians 15 28 ask the lord tonight we have the same nature of the lord that will glorify the lord to glorify the father the glorify that same nature oh ask the lord lord is there any areas in my lord that have not glorified you ask you forgiveness Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. When we glorify Him, God's power will begin to manifest. Uh, When we lift Him up, His power will begin to manifest in our lives. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Say power, splendor, magnificence, radiance. Hallelujah. What's the price for that? 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and the 28th verse. And when all things shall be subdued unto him, then the Son shall also himself be subject unto him that put all things under him, that God may be all in all. When all things shall be subdued unto him, then shall the Son also himself be subject unto him. The son was subject to the father. Be subject, be submissive. That word is very important to move, to reflect the glory of God. Submitted to God. Submitted to your parents. Submit to your husband as wives. Children should be submissive. The church should be submitted to the man of God, the pastor of the church. Oh, come on, son. How did Jesus carry the glory of God and glorify Father? By submitting. When things have been taught from the word of God, from the pulpit, you need to submit to it. He submitted. There was a sacrifice. He submitted himself. did not know what he want to do he did what he saw father doing he did we do not know what we want to do we do not say what we want to say We don't reply as we feel we are submitted subject to the authority God has placed if God has placed authorities over our lives it's for our benefit Oh, hallelujah. It's a glory benefit. God does not look for someone who wants position, power and wants to become somebody great. The glory of God comes upon the man who said, Lord, I am willing to submit to you, church. As a church, we need to submit to the Lordship. If you ask me to minister, Lord, I will minister. If you ask me not to minister, Lord, I won't minister. Submit it. And you say from the heart, Lord, I submit to you. No selfish ambition. God cannot use forever somebody who has selfish ambitions. Romans chapter 8, verse 30 says, Moreover, whom He predestined or destined, thus He also called. Whom He called, there He also justified. And He was justified, He also glorified. Hallelujah. God called you to glorify you. It's something with, within the calling of God. He wants to glorify you. He wants to be inseparable from His glory. When you radiate, you will come to a place that you are inseparable from glory. You and Christ looks the same. Oh, hallelujah. How many of you want to experience that? That's what I'm praying for. That's what I'm praying that church will move into. That we'll be inseparable. Oh, hallelujah. There are seven stages in it. Number one stage. It's called the stage of servanthood. There is a glory within the servanthood. When God calls you, it is not to immediately make you an apostle, a pastor, a worship leader. But He tests you in servanthood. There are those who help in the house. There are those who help in the front yard. There are those who help in the ushering. There are those who help in the security guards. There are those who help in the putting up the chairs. There are those who help in many ways. To bring somebody... From from your home from your place to the church. I mean, there are different types of health. He said, whether you are fit to serve him first, you are also asked to do something, and God will see your attitude. Maybe the pastor will not see your attitude, but God will check your heart and see your attitude. All of them can experience the presence of the Master, but all of them are looking: how will they get the next promotion? to get a salary hike there are some who are called by God and in the first stage God wants you to walk in the glory of the servanthood where you can experience the presence of God but in a servant level that's why some of you feel God is a taskmaster a tough taskmaster you are trying to earn his favor and sometimes people never outgrow of it it may take 20 years since you've known the Lord. Even you're fearful of God. Even you come before God in an I mean not in the awe of His presence that but with much fear and You think God will strike me with thunder and lightning. You are in a repayment mode. You are saying God is repaying me for all the bad years that I've given him. You expect rebukes, but you don't expect to be blessed. In the name of jesus let that negative fear leave your life in the name of jesus be lifted away from your heart kala rodo may you move into the second level in the name of jesus what is the second level the glory of childhood hallelujah the glory of childhood in galatians chapter 4 and the first us. now i say that the hair as long as it's a child Forth nothing from a servant though he is the Lord of all. You are a child when you are still in your diapers. But you are called to be a heir. As long as he is a child. I don't know how long you are a child. He says, as long as you are a child, you are not different from a servant. The last phrase, phrase is what you should underline. Though he be the Lord of all. You are the Lord of all. But you are a child now. As long as you are a born again babe. A child just entered into the kingdom. Through the grace and remain as a child. Though you are the Lord of all. Though you are the heir of all. You are treated like a servant. Oh come on somebody. You don't know your inheritance in this stage. You need revelation from the word of God. That I need to move from the child stage into a sun stage, into a hair stage, knowing that I'm the Lord of all. Oh, hallelujah. The glory of God has made you a hair. When a child, you need somebody to always pray over you. But as a son, you rebuke that sickness. You rebuke the devil. You rebuke the world. You are not a slave. You are the child of the living God. You are born again. You have the father's DNA in you. You are royalty. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Are you with me, church? Hallelujah. I am God's royalty. today preacher saying believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus definitely you are keep confessing it but the problem is when the message goes on to say even if you murder someone just believe you are the righteousness of God you drink 10 bottles of whiskey just believe that you are the righteousness of God even if you commit adultery believe that you're your righteousness of God Christ Jesus Bible says the righteousness of Jesus reveals faith to faith not sin to sin not license to sin those kind of teaching teach you out of your inheritance yes we believe in the righteousness but that teaching should lead you into my inheritance oh come on somebody It is not a teaching that empowers me to sin more. Something wrong. It does not keep me passive and doing nothing. Something wrong. That's not the rest of God. of God is the rest and Holy Spirit led activities Holy Spirit led ministries Holy Spirit led serving the Lord look at the apostles the Jesus himself three and a half years he finished his work there was much activity but all proceeded out from the rest and acceptance of the father Today, God wants to open a door for you. Open your mouth and declare, "God will open a door for me." It's a revelation of grace and truth. I strongly feel God is opening doors for somebody, especially to one person. God is who is who's at the red signal of your life. Hallelujah! Things are dangerous. God is opening up a door in the name of the Lord. Father, I receive it now. Say it, Father. I receive it in Jesus' name. You hit the floor. You hit the roof. There's a revelation that needs to come through the word, through the spirit, that you are a hair There was a time when I was a sinner and did I wrong. I did wrong, but I repented of his goodness. I received Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior. Now I do not need to be a slave to sin. The Bible says you don't need even to you don't need to sin. The season is over. Now I am a hair, I'm a responsible child of God who God has poured out of His grace and now I have the revelation to receive it. That I'm not an ordinary person. I carry the DNA of the Father. Oh I hope you're getting this in your spirit. That you're carrying the DNA of your Father. That God has provided for you. But you have to by faith enhance it. God has given you an inheritance by faith He's put it in the bank account But now you need to enhance it by this revelation Come on somebody Everything that you need is in the bank You need to enhance it From within you It's there Deposited But you have to download it oh, Come on Come on You have received salvation, but now you have to encash, encash everything that God has given through His power. His divine power has given all things that pertains to godliness. You have to encash it. Some of some of, some of us theologically knows it, but very few walking in encashing, encashing it and walking in it. Just imagine. God has given me three children, imagine you have 100 children and they are babies, imagine that as parents you have to keep changing the diapers of 100 children when you carry the one, the other cries and the other cries uh, that somebody all, you know, broke the, breaks the glass and somebody breaks the, somebody goes for potty, somebody goes, but just imagine you have 1000 children like that and all in diapers. just imagine you have thousand children in a church all wearing diapers you have to keep changing the diapers of each one because they're not willing to grow imagine the state of pastor having two thousand three thousand million babies wearing diapers it'll make the father in heaven happy a million people in the body of Christ who are wearing diapers Who is a hare, who is supposed to lord it over all, but because he is a child, he is like a servant. Having the mindset of a servant, wearing the diapers, never growing up, just imagine. They only want to hear about getting a touch of God, a hug of God, a cuddle of God, a love of God. God should carry them, otherwise they don't do anything. oh hallelujah God wants sons in the coming revival God is not going to use a child. He was a son who understands and walks in his inheritance. The one who is mature, the one who get out of the diaper and the one who knows how to get up in the morning and pray, hallelujah, praise God. Nobody has to uh, call him and uh, invite him to church. He knows, be it on a Sunday, I have to be there. Be it on a Friday, I have to be there. Be it every day if if possible, hallelujah. There is prayer in the church. I have to be there, He's a son. not be willing for somebody to carry him, somebody to massage him somebody pastor to take calls no God is not going to use such a generation in the coming revival if you say Lord I want to be mature I want to know my inheritance I want to change from diaper into pants come on somebody if you are willing to be one of them God will release your life, hallelujah, into a supernatural, hallelujah, moment, hallelujah. Right now, lift your hands and say, Lord, I want to be a, not a diaper, I, I not when by diapers, I want to remove or by the power of your spirit, Lord, and hallelujah. I want to enhance what you've given them as a as a, as a hair of your family, Lord, hallelujah. your lives to Jesus today thank you Jesus servants are not responsible if they're given an inheritance if you have little children if you give little children their inheritance they show no responsibility we never give our mercy spends to a three-year-old baby that doesn't mean it's not his But we wait till he becomes 18 and becomes a son So some responsibility to know how to drive, to know how to use the machine, to know when to stop and when to put the brakes and when to uh, raise the accelerator and to uh, move, uh, drive in the left side of the road and can uh, 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 take uh, the, the, the stop signs and the danger signs and can submit to the police that is on the road. That's a responsible guy. You have 50 acres of land somewhere. You will not send them to take care of it. God wants to entrust with certain things and giftings for us in the city. But not with the child mindset. Look at two, three people or whoever there in your, you can see with your eyes. Say, grow up. Say, grow up. Say, grow up. Grow up, buddy. Grow up. Buddy, grow up. Should see the revival. Who would he entrust with? Who should he use? If God used Bonke for an African continent and made it to a blood washed Africa, who will God use in this generation? Bonke has gone to be with the Lord. Ravi Zacharias has gone to be with the Lord but who will take the responsibility for the gospel it is for you and for me who is listening for hallelujah from your homes to take this gospel not to hear a message on a Sunday and go back as the same person as a baby Christian it is yours and mine, hallelujah, praise God privilege, hallelujah to walk in the inheritance that the father has given to his son Jesus come on somebody, lift your hands and hallelujah, praise him and give him praise and glory victory by the blood of Jesus God wants us to use us in the church but are you willing to take responsibility hallelujah I know some of you have tasted it I mean it's good to be used by God but are you willing to take further responsibilities there are people who stay within the church in order to destroy it, the Holy Spirit will remove you from the next move of God. But if you repent and say, Lord, I will be a builder of the church, then God will use you. But if you stay in the church, you bring fractions and divide the church, God will just remove you. At the sons, some examples from the Bible, just as Enoch walked with God, Moses walked with God, the disciples of Emmaus walked with Jesus, Peter and John moved in a level of glory, and the people said these were unscholared. I mean, un they have not studied anywhere. But what happened to them and the Bible says they had been with Jesus. If you think that you have arrived, you will never walk in this glory. If you think that, oh, nobody needs to teach me. If you don't take anybody's corrections and rebukes, discipline. No, you cannot. If every time that is correction is given, you become wounded or hurt. I mean, you are children. As a father, as a pastor, I will have to correct you from the word of God. Just I am I'm corrected by my father, spiritual father. It's a part of the Bible. For what? You are corrected to reflect the glory of the radiance, nothing else. To reach you to your maturity, not to destroy you. It's for you to grow. Hallelujah. Number one, servant. Number two, child becoming a son. Number three, discipleship. It means children have learned to brush. They have learned to change their clothes on their own. They have learned to wear the shoes on their own. No longer do you have to say, Appa, tie my shoes. Nothing has to be said. You have learned to deny yourself, take up the cross. Nobody should. No longer, you know, you have to be pinched to do things. Bible says, till they reach the Jordan, children of Israel got water from the rock God rained manna for them once they entered the promised land they wouldn't get breakfast in the morning by just looking up, they had to plough they had to sow the seed and water it the grapes that they grow were so heavy that they could not carry on its shoulders, there were extraordinary blessing of God but they had to sow the seed, water the seed when you become mature you sow the seed and it will bring heavy, heavy blessing into your life. The increase that comes will be beyond your thoughts. But, if you get up in the morning, don't do anything and then wait for one miracle, not like that. The Lord is preparing some of us like that. Pastor does not need to take you. tell you take a bath, pray, read the word, fast. When you note. Know it is the holy spirit leads you to do that you will do it by yourself your spiritual uh, life when it start becoming dull when you only pray for ministry that you will know oh my god this is not the way i should be i should uh take a small fast i should sharpen myself with the word of god i should spend more time with the lord i should uh, get my passion uh, right there uh, i need to get my family together for family prayer i mean these kind of things shall become uh deep within you, nobody has to call you and tell you, I need to worship the Lord. Nobody has to tell you, it means you have become mature. Don't expect God to pamper you all the time. God is looking for sons and the coming revival will be one of sons and not of children. God will remove you out of the way if you are a block to God's kingdom. God wants someone to stand representing him on his behalf. In discipleship, you learn to glory of learning. The glory of learning. And you never outgrow it. The character is formed. God is not uh, in a fast mode. He's waiting for your character to be formed so that he can use you. You sit in a disciple class. Your behavior might not improve. You just hear a message. Your level doesn't change. That's not. Every time that you come in, you catch the revelations. You move forward. You try to get out of this baby stage. But if you always keep falling, getting up, keep falling, getting up. We are in perilous times great man of God from Africa said if you only get encouraging messages and these are the days we have to give messages like this and you have to be a mature son take it as an encouragement I don't know how it is coming to you but take it as an encouragement that shows maturity discipleship and do what needs to be done led by the Spirit it's there in the world. Our apostles, Jesus lived our life. That's why you need a mentor. If you are a disciple, you will have a mentor. If you have not asked your mentor, what I need to be doing in this year, at least in this last six months, if you have not spoken to your mentor once and asked what I need to do, you are still a baby. Or even if you're not asked if you have not seriously taken 5 or 6 instructions and not put into practice your baby you need somebody who will discipline you and submit to that only if there is a Barnabas there is Paul only if there is a Paul there is Timothy nobody learns anything on their own you will be limited come on somebody what I learned is what I'm transferring into you still learning we need to still learn to be an end time revival church who will upset the plans of the enemy I pray this morning we will be a church that will upset and destroy the plans of the devil in the city for the glory of Jesus Christ hallelujah are you upsetting the fam if you are not upsetting where are you wherever Paul went He either brought a revival who upset the people there. We either bring revival, we upset the plans of the devil. Oh, hallelujah. Number four, the glory of stewardship. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and the 12th verse. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Stewards You'd be faithful. You begin to practice what you've learned. Sometimes I think, you know, I'm giving word week after week, and are you practicing it? If you have to practice. You have to remember it. If you remember it. You have to write it down. If you have to write it down. You have to go back and look through the writings. If you have to, you have to take some time it takes some time. You have to say no to certain other entertainments and keep the Lord's priority. For that, you need to have a habit. For you need to have a habit, you need to have a passion. For you need to have a passion, you need to have a purpose. You need to have a purpose, you need to know the Lord. You're practicing it? Are you meditating on it? If I ask you right away what you heard on last Sunday and Friday, can you tell me? To worship is like being a manager. Two things He looks. Firstly, are you faithful? Number two, are you trustworthy? Are you dependable? In order for God to make you walk in the next level of glory. Are you faithful in the things? which are not yours now underline this word if you are not faithful in someone else's ministry god will not give your own ministry i say it again if you are not faithful in someone else's ministry are you if god wants you to put you in your office and reveal your god-given purpose are you being faithful in the church are you being faithful in evangelization Are you using all the tools that are given to publicly preach the gospel? Or are you so self-ambitious and are you all about yourself? You ask yourself, I'm not telling you. He will test you with His power. If you're given authority, what will you do? He will test you with the opposite sex. He will test you of your hardness. Is your heart greedy, your heart proud? god is never in a hard hurry to prepare someone he took 40 years for moses he will do it he'd never do it hastily will let him learn if you are given somebody to counsel something pastor taught me long years back he said you want to know somebody is trustworthy and dependable put a person for counseling to that person after counseling other person getting closer to the lord and getting closer to the local pastor and the local church if if one of these things out of two is not happening, it's not trustworthy. I can put two people with you for a day. Forget about counseling. I can send you for, for, for an for a evening picnic and you bring them two people back, I can tell you. Either you bring them back as a sheep or you release your goatishness inside. <laughs> we need to get out of all these things. We need to know passion, purpose, vision, faithfulness, trustworthiness, dependability. Once I was shocked with somebody who usually was very loving in front of me, said something about me, in the back of me, shocked. And that person was faithful, so came and told me. I was shocked. Are you the same person who is in front of you, in the back of you? 1 Kings nineteen nineteen. God gave mantle to Elisha. Is, is he faithful to that mantle? God first put that mantle on Elisha, but only after 10 years, he entered into the office of a ministry in the double portion of the spirit. When God saw Elisha was faithful, what was he doing? He was pouring water on Elijah. God sees whether he's faithful. When Elijah walked, Elijah was not an easy man. He was like a one of us. He got upset time and again. But he would fire him time and again. But God looked at the humility of Elisha, The dependability, the faithfulness, the precision, the direction, the priority. And God gave him the double portion. Elijah said, what you're asking now is a hard thing. But... Let me tell you tonight, if all these things are in you, God will release a double portion for the glory of Jesus Christ. Lift your hands and say, I am an inheritor of the double portion of Christ. Hallelujah! Man. But before that, he did not try to promote himself before his time. He did not say, oh, here I'm the associate pastor. So oh, here is my business card. Here's my phone number or I'm a part of the worship team. These are the songs that I sung. He did not promote himself. God will test you before you're promoted. God will test you before he takes you to the next level of God's glory. And that time, don't try to take hold of what God has not given you. Look at two people and say, don't try to take hold of what God has not given you now. He might give you later, but now Hallelujah This part of it, the word especially Is the word that corrects you Cleanses you But I want to enjoy the glory of God's presence That is moving in your house Moving in your mind There is some clarity coming into your mind That's the presence of God Not just the Shekinah, but understand, get this inside of you. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, help me Lord to be the one who you want me to be. Hallelujah. Help me God to be the one who you want me to be, not I want. God will give you authority and influence and he will see how will you use it. Proverbs 28 and the 20th were saying, A faithful man shall abound with blessings. How are you managing God's people? The pastor appoints some more people for ministering and counseling. How am I managing them? Am I bringing them close to God? Am I bringing them close to the vision of the local church? I am bringing them close to the pastor of the church. I am bringing them close to the entire kingdom of God. Then you are desiring for them to grow. God will promote you. But otherwise if you are now slowly put in a word of word against the people against the church again through one messages, you know. Very hinting, very hinting. I, I sense that in my spirit. That's a word the spirit gave. There are very hinting WhatsApp messages that is coming against the church, against the pastor. Hallelujah. If you are a child of child of God, if you are a mature child of God, discern where it is coming from. To worship is equal to productivity. If God gives you two talents, you will make it into four and come back to God. If you give us five, you'll make it into ten. What has God entrusted with you? Are you doing, what are you doing with your gifts? How many people are you evangelizing with your gifts? In the last six months, at least to six people, have you spoken about the Lord? I'm not speaking about sending uh, forward messages. Have you brought them before the Lord in prayer, in a serious manner have you spoken to them about the Lord every talk that has been sent every materials that been sent into the groups how many of you are used to evangelize every talk every service how many of you are forwarding it to at least 10 people God is looking what are we doing with our talents it's not enough to come inside some of us today Tell people, you know, most of the people who come to church do not wear their shoes. The shoes of the gospel. They keep it. They kept it in the cupboard. They were born again. They have everything else. The helmet of salvation. The breast of righteousness. But shoes. If you are born again, you are supposed to wear the whole armor of God. what am I doing if I'm anointed to worship it's my worship bringing people to the Lord if my sweeping the floor is my sweeping attracting somebody to the Lord whatever I am called to do if I'm a sure, how many people I'm bringing to the Lord you're the first person to see somebody coming to church how many people are calling people to come to the church on a Sunday if not the church is locked down how many of you this time use this opportunity to tell people watch it on the net There are 17 days of retreat how many people invited them to watch the retreat you attended I know how many people are sending all this whatsapp messages or whatsapp services on the net people, of your love, of your neighbor because the time is coming. Look at somebody and say, don't be useless. How many of you are interceding? We want to multiply what God has given us. Not just coming to church and sitting on that same chair you might not like it but that's the truth this is not a liking message this is a empowering message to the one who receives it Praise God does not give you what you wish God will only give you what you will handle right you handle right Something faithfully, God will give you more. When you receive a little anointing anointing and a little position, and you're proud and you show off, and you don't pray, and God cannot take you to the next level. Look at two people and say, Don't be a big show off. Praise God. Hallelujah. Number five, and I'll finish the glory of friendship everybody say the glory of friendship the glory of friendship that means when you show up God shows up because you have friendship with God God spoke to Abraham and Moses like a friend the Bible says when you are loving being in the presence of God he will manifest himself every single time According to John chapter 17, 21. Hallelujah. Jesus loved being in the presence of the Father. Develop a relationship with the Father God. Love Him. He will not hide anything from... Can I hide anything from my friend Abraham? God will not hide anything. To wrap it up, a servant will love the work, but the son will love the father. A servant won't abide in the house, the son will stand with the father never forget this a servant the work is important if not this job he will get another job if God does not use in this church he looks for another church to be used but a servant hallelujah will never want to stay in the house but a son will always stay in the house a servant is looking where he will get more profit where he'll get better job where he can sit as a senior pastor of the church He will go there. But a son will abide with the father. Abide in the house. Moses was faithful in the house. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. A son will bring glory to the father. God is raising up a church that will come to sonship. Amen. The last two the glory of lordship the glory of lordship number 6 Galatians 4.1 we read though he is the lord of all though he is the lord of all how do you move in that glory? how do you experience it? in yielding you win in letting go you gain and dying you will live in yielding in letting go in dying Jesus told Peter Satan has asked for you to sift you as wheat Hallelujah Blessed be the name of the Lord Satan has asked for you to sift you as wheat but in the original translation he says Satan has asked for you not for you but for everyone for everyone but I prayed for you, that your faith shall not fail, that after that you strengthen others. Satan has asked for everyone. Oh, hallelujah. Judas, knowing all this, has opened the gate, opened the door and kept the sofa ready for him to be deceived. Put the AC on, welcoming the devil. When he know Jesus, Jesus spoke this, he heard it. Satan has asked for everyone. That's why James said, Submit to God, resist the devil. You have an enemy, the devil. Submit to God, resist the devil. Instead of yielding to the devil, yield to God. If you yield to God, you will win. Oh, hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. We give you praise. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Lift your hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Come on, somebody. Lift your hands and bless the name of the Lord. Ram Pratara Resist the devil. You have an enemy, the devil. Submit to God. Not yield to the devil. Yield to God, you win the book of Job, the devil asks, when God blesses you, Satan always come to attack you. One of the reasons why the enemy is attacking you is you are blessed by God. He "He worships you, he praises you, Job. But the Lord is, uh, Satan is uh, accusing Job and saying, if you take it all, If you remove the hedge, if you remove the car, if you remove the house, he will not worship. He won't even come on a Sunday. If you remove his ministry, you will not even see him. The Lord said, try him. He can touch everything but not his soul. You can check him. Check him out. But he won't yield to you. That was Lord's testimony about Job. He's a man of integrity. He won't yield to you. But he called his wife foolish woman in Job 2. He asked her, why do you speak like a foolish woman? You are a mandi, mandi. Foolish woman. Because his wife was speaking the same things that the devil said. I pray that your spouse will not carry the same messages and the voices and the news of the devil in the name of Jesus. I cancel it out of your spouses in the name of the Lord. I rebuke that spit of foolishness. That is binding the minds of families in the name of Jesus. Illusion. Why did you get by worshipping the Lord? Everything you had is gone. Hallelujah. What is Lordship? God knows that if He makes Him as Lord, He will lead the church for the glory of God. If he gives the ownership, he will lead the church for the glory of God. Come on, let Lord uh, entrust us today to, with certain things, responsibilities, knowing that we will do it for the glory of God. That we will not yield to the devil. We will not bow down to the devil. That we will know how to discern, and we will be willing to let go. Hallelujah! So that God can have a space. That's lordship. And lastly, is the glory of Godship. Where you rule We have not entered into that But this is what Our Christian life is all about Psalm 82 6 I have said you are gods And all of you are the children of the most high God Exodus 7 1 says And the Lord said unto Moses See I have made thee a God to Pharaoh And Aaron my brother shall be a prophet When Moses lifted up the rod The Bible says the Red Sea parted Water came out of the rock. Six million Jews received food through Moses. We know the struggle of taking care of one family. But Moses, the Bible says, was made like God. Oh, he was made like God. Godship, authority, ruler, ruling the world. Ruling the world systems for the benefit of God. Though Whether it's the finances, ruling over it, the real estates. The government was like God, the glory zone. That's the that level of glory we need to move in. When he lifted up his rod to the waters and spoke, it became blood, special anointing. Oh come on, somebody. Pray in the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, hallelujah. Anoint me in that level, hallelujah. the Oh Anoint me in a level of the king, a revel of God, hallelujah. Rulership, authority, glory, power, influence. Oh hallelujah. Oh hallelujah. oh, hallelujah! oh, hallelujah! Oh, hallelujah! What I said will happen, what I says will happen. Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Thank you Jesus Lift your hands and give praise and glory And honor in the house of God Hallelujah I believe in the last days Before Jesus comes Darkness shall fill the earth But the glory of God shall rise over the people God is going to raise up such an army of anointed people. Hallelujah. That you can do things beyond your natural capacity and natural mind like the anointing of Moses and Elijah. Hallelujah. They'll be revealed. Just as they we are supposed to walk even better. We are supposed to be even walking better. But at least, the Bible says, like Moses, like Godship. God will, I pray as you are listening, taking this word, this is my prayer and this is my decree over you, that God will raise up a group of people to reveal these kind of signs, miracles and wonders and manifestation of the glory of God. God will fill this revelation to the humble, to the yielded, to the hum submissive, and to the one who worships saying, Not unto us. Not unto us. To God be the glory. Let such a generation rise up in Jesus name. A Petra church in the city is such a church. And all those who are ministering with us is such ministers. And all those who are coming to this church is such people. Let an army rise up. For his glory. Let's close our eyes in prayer. Amen.